Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Dearness Johnson in the backfield from the four. Dearness Johnson, who reportedly ran a 4-8-40 at the combine. That's just a little better than Rich Eisen. What's up with that? The Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Joe Thomas, Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis. Still to come, your phone calls, TJ's big-ass grab bag, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We already chatted with Joe Thomas and Jerome Bettis about week seven kickoff of Thursday night football. And, of course, what is going on in the National Football League writ large as we head into the seventh weekend in bulk for the NFL campaign in 2021 college football NBA season, baseball playoffs, and more. So much to talk about. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. And thrilled to have on the phone line a friend. It's been a while since we talked to this 14-year veteran in the National Football League. The Bengals and the Ravens are playing a game for first place in the NFC North. Winner wins the uh, who takes the game, takes first place in the AFC North through seven weeks of the season. A uh, longtime Bengal and, of course, Cardinal and a cup of coffee with the Raiders, our friend, from USC football, none other than Carson Palmer. How you doing, Carson? Rich and well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. How's life? How's everything? What are you up to these Good. days? Good. Yeah? We are healthy, happy. We're strong. Uh, we just finished our huge, huge season for the Wood River Middle School 7th grade boys football team. Okay. Uh, just finished that up on Wednesday night. How'd we do? Um, we, How- did, we did We did. average. Um, oh boy! We ended up going three and four, but it was a lot of a lot of first year players. So first time putting the helmet on, strapping on pads. But okay. uh, we got a lot of work to do before the eighth grade season starts. Who do you conjure? You con- you can't conjure Arians, right? With children, correct? There's about a lot of earmuffs if you conjure. Some, some Arians. of it's great. No, no, no. I I, I definitely go back into. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to play for some some great ones. Obviously, yeah. Bruce, one of them, Pete, and little Pete, half of his dialogue. Pete, Pete was in there too. There's a lot of there's a lot of Pete in me. Okay, uh, as a coach and and uh, the good clean part of Bruce, uh, his his vocabulary. So it's been fun. A lot of gum chomping. You're like Pete. You're you're up and down uh, up and down the sideline chomping gum. Carson, you no do a lot gu- of that. Stuff? No gum, no Mountain Dew. Um, I, I don't need the I don't need the the stimulants. I just I get hyped. I get pumped. I love um, a good cup of coffee in the morning, and I'm ready to roll. Oh, yes. Coach Carson Palmer, how about that? Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, 
so what what do we make of the Bengals so far here? Like this is seems like it's coming together in Cincinnati. Carson, right? Man, that no? that offense is explosive. I mean, um, Jamar Chase. There was a lot of concerns about about his preseason, but he has just exploded on the scene. I mean, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. I mean, they're, they're really, really explosive. T. Higgins on the outside. Um, I'm, I'm, it's so fun to watch, Joe. I mean, he is so calm and so poised for for being such a young player. Um, you know, I, then that division is is open. If they can get past Baltimore, we'll, we'll see what happens. But just such a fun offense to watch. And then they're stingy on defense and 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 tough and aggressive. So it's been a fun season to watch. What was the biggest you know regular season game you played with the Bengals when you were trying to earn the stripes, figuratively, literally, for you when it was actually like what's, I guess, in front of Burrow right now? First overall selected quarterback. So many hopes go into you. And when was that regular season game for you? Do you remember that back in your day, Carson? Yeah, I mean, being in the AFC North with, with, you know, two of the premier organizations in Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they're just always good. You know when you go into Baltimore, it's going to be a hostile environment. You know they're going to be really good on defense and and just salty and big and, and and fast and aggressive, you know they're going to run the ball. And then you go to Pittsburgh, I and mean, just the the tradition and history of that um, that organization. You know, as a Bengals player, you always want to beat the Steelers. Um, but those two those two games um, always stood out in my mind. My my biggest uh, kind of welcome to NFL moment was the first time going to Baltimore mm-hmm. um, and winning on the road when they were number one or or two in total defense that season. Yeah, because this is it, right? I mean, like this would be especially after last year that got blown up because of his blown up knee. And I know that they've won four of their first six, but this would be the one to basically say, yeah, we are for real and not just for the future, like down the line. Like we have something here called higher register where you go, your voice goes to the higher register to make you believe it. Like, you know, Hey, the Bengals look out for them. Like that sort of thing is what you say, but this would be like the real deal. Like, okay, now the future is now present is now like that's what's on the line here. On Sunday, it's a statement game, no doubt about it. I mean, you go into Baltimore and win in Baltimore, and and you know now looking at that that division, it's full of young, really talented quarterbacks with Baker and and Lamar and and obviously and Joe. Um, but this this is the game. If if they're if they're for real and they're going to win that division, this is the game you go in, and they can do it too. I mean, they're Baltimore's really really good on defense, and uh, you know you you can imagine Humphrey probably maybe trying to man up one on one against Jamar Case. Or Jamar Chase, um, so so the matchups in this game are, are really good. Um, but I, I, you know, if, if if you know, I was a betting guy, I'd say I'd say the Bengals have a shot to go in there and win. Carson Palmer here on the Rich Eisen show. I remember you were here on this program a couple of springs ago, and just after Brady had signed with the Bucks, and you're like, "This is going to be a great marriage. This is going to be a great match." And last year, it kind of looked like last year would have been the time to go get the Bucks and try and knock them off because they were still trying to figure each other out or what one likes and what one doesn't like, and they still want a Super Bowl anyway in that transition period. This now seems like they're on cruise control, like that they're, he, Brady's comfortable and Arians doesn't, you know, and Arians sits back there and knows that he and Leftwich are all locked in and the three of them together are locked in. It looks like this is the high-level functioning. Or, or is there another gear that we're not talking about? 
Carson, what do you think? Well, just just hearing you, you know, explain the dynamics of that thing. The first thing I thought of was, man, it's also a dangerous recipe. Like that that mindset. Of, Let's just get to the playoffs. Let's just get healthy to the play. You know that that kind of mindset um, is your probably biggest enemy because they are that good. I mean, they are that much better than than most of the teams in the league. And um, getting off the bus for the most part, they're they're a more talented bus. Um, but that kind of mindset can catch up to you, and, and and you can get beat by a team that probably should never, you know, has no chance, or has no reason to really beat you. But those are the games that get you in trouble. But I mean, they they are so uh, they're such a well-oiled machine right now. And the, the first six or seven, eight weeks of, of last season, you could tell there were some issues just with timing and rhythm of the passing game. But I mean, they're firing on all, all cylinders right now, and with with Todd Bowles on defense and, and that group that he has rushing the passer and covering on the back end. Um, it's just it's a really really well constructed and built team, and um, you know I just hope that they don't. You know, if if you have anybody that can keep you out of that mindset, it's Tom Brady and Bruce. You know, not letting you get complacent, not letting you look past the next opponent. I guess cruise control does have a connotation that's negative. I'm just saying that it looks like whatever feeling out period is definitely over. I mean, it's over and it's long gone. Like Brady's comfortable. He is ready every single game with with a mindset of, knowing where he wants to go and it just seemed like last year when they went seven and five it looked like that they were still trying to figure each other out and that's done that's over and and i'm i'm just wondering if this is the the level of offense that arians was looking for last year and brady was as well or they can actually get better i mean is that possible at any way it's it's absolutely possible you know they we're really trying to figure out Bruce's and, and Byron's offense in the first five, six, seven, eight weeks last year. You can see that there, there's been a mesh of, of what Brady really loves, what he's really comfortable with, um, a lot of his strengths, and maybe some of that, some of the Josh McDaniels and, and Bill O'Brien stuff he was running in, in New England forever. Um, so you, you can see, I mean, you're right. I mean, they just, there's no miscommunications. There, there were so many times last year Mike Evans would break in and the ball would the ball would be thrown out or vice versa. And you're just not seeing that anymore. So um, there, there's a lot of football to be played, you know, as, as, as the season goes on, if they can stay healthy, um, the sky's the limit. I mean, they're top three or four in every category in offense. There's no reason they can't finish the season. Number one in most of those categories, Carson Palmer here on the rich Eisen show. What's your best guess or educated guess on Aaron Rodgers thinking that maybe this is the place to stay anyway? You know, I know you guys kind of share an agent, and I know that you know uh, veteran quarterbacking and and places that you definitely want to play in or feel that you want to play in certain spots. I'm just wondering what your your sixth sense tells you about this great start for Green Bay. Packers fans are hoping that this is just everything that just happened this past year goes away. What do you think of of that, Carson? Yeah, I think I think if they if they win the Super Bowl, there's no way he can leave. I mean, if if they if they win the Super Bowl, he can't say that. You know the, the organization's not willing to do what it takes to get it done. Um, but if he doesn't, if it, it just depends on what other spot is open and and what other team is ready to take that on. Um, but I mean, it, they're they're in it. I you know you watch them play and they've got a little bit of everything. And at the end of the day, they got Aaron Rodgers, who's probably the most talented and gifted uh, player in the league. And when you have that, you've always got a shot. So. Um, if they win a Super Bowl, he's got to. He's, you know, I can't imagine him leaving and playing anywhere else. 
But if they don't or they have an early exit, I mean, I have no idea where that is, but I, I could easily see him departing. So right now, kind of kumbaya, five-game win streak. We'll see how it goes. It really does depend on how, what the end game scenario is, is what you're saying. I think so. I think so. I mean, if you, there's no reason to leave. If they can win the Super Bowl yeah. and and the team has, you know, and, and you, you as a quarterback have proven that, that you're the best in the league, you can't leave that situation. Hey, man, um, I mean, they, they, they snapped up uh, Jalen Smith, Whitney Merciless. They just signed this week, right? They, they got Randall Cobb because Aaron's like, go get him. Uh, it, it does seem like the trust and respect that he kept on talking about, Aaron, that this is – been reciprocated i don't know i'm sitting on outside looking in i also don't have the brain of a quarterback so that's why i'm asking you you know and, and they re-signed uh aaron jones to a big deal to keep him in the backfield and give him that option that threat i mean and and just watching aaron this thus far through the season aaron jones that is i mean he he is such a dynamic player and so explosive and so great paired with aaron so um yeah i mean they're they're showing that they're willing to do you know go after it and and hopefully put all the Jordan love and, and you know, those things, the, the lack of the first-round picks from the offensive side of the ball or any um, highly drafted receivers in the past. I mean, all those things that have come up, um, a Super Bowl cures all those. The Super Bowl overshadows all of those those things that come up throughout the season, throughout a player's career. Now let's finish up by talking about another one of your former teams, the only remaining undefeated team in the NFL, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think of when you see somebody like Kyler Murray play quarterback in the same uniform as, as you did well what goes through your mind seeing somebody like Lamar too you know what I mean it just it's it's it must be wild for you it's absolutely wild I mean uh, he he's the most exciting player in my opinion to watch play right now I mean, he, he's one of the the handful of guys when when you talk about um I gotta go see him play you, you gotta go see him play in, in person I mean he, he, it's just so different it's so quick it's so explosive and he's got so much touch on the football, um, and and it's it's really effortless coming off his hand. Just his natural quick release, that natural whip he has. It's almost like a shortstop. And I know he's got a baseball playing background, but um, it's just so fun to watch. And um, they're, they're speaking of, about well built and well constructed teams. I mean they they've got playmakers on the back end and Buda Baker on their defense. They've got you know aggressiveness and size and relentless with J.J. Watt up front. And then Chandler Jones rushing the passers, one of the best pass rushers over the last decade or so in the NFL. Um, and offensively, they just have a ton of weapons. I mean, it all obviously all starts with, with uh, Hopkins, but um, it's just a really, really well-built team. Um, but right now, watching Kyler play, I mean, it is it is the game is just happening so slow for him, and he is so much quicker and, and more explosive than every player on the field. Um, it's been a blast to watch. I, I agree with you about the well-built team, Carson, because, again, eight. let's just think about it. A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, correct? Now Zach Ertz, right? I mean, those are just three guys right there who are so crucial to this team's success, and none of them are in that so-called have-to-do-it-you're-the-man, number one on the depth chart role. James Conner is another one, right, that they're all meshing together and all of them are in somewhat, you would say, complementary roles as opposed to you have to be the man roles. And I think they're loving that. I think they're loving that. Let, let Kyler, Kyler's the man, right, and DeAndre can be the man. He wants the ball 90 times a game because he deserves it. But I guess like the way that it's all being supplemented. Ertz, Zach Ertz, right? Like this is... 
they're all in complementary roles of guys who have been there and done that before, and I think they're they're thriving in that. Yeah, and, and Kyler's no vet. I mean, Kyler's young. He he only really played one year of college football, then started as a rookie, and you know it's not like he's been in the league for a decade. So he's got the, all the guys you mentioned. I mean, the experience of JJ Watt and and, and guys like AJ Green and having those those guys in a locker to keep things cool because there's going to be a bump in the road you know as 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 they go on and the season progresses there's more and more pressure can they go undefeated you know and and just having that veteran leadership in that locker room hey guys one week at a time and keeping that focus and keeping that mindset Hmm. um, when you do have some young explosive players on offense and defense it's really nice to have those veteran you know those leaders those kind of voices in the locker room keeping everybody cool under all the pressure of can we go seven and zero? Can we go eight? Can we go nine? And um, it's just a really well constructed team. It reminds me of my time in Arizona, and Steve Kime brought in, um, you know, Carlos Dansby, who who had been to Arizona and Cleveland, and mm. um, bringing that veteran in, in that locker room. Um, you know, uh, Lorenzo Alexander, another great special teams um, Pro Bowler that ended up having a great defensive career in Buffalo but bringing in those kind of guys is always huge and it's so nice being a young quarterback like Kyler is and having those opinions around you in the locker room. Last one for you Carson do you think Tua could be a a big time quarterback in this league? There's so much talk now about the Dolphins are going to try to trade for Deshaun again and that it just seems inevitable that that's the way this is going to wind up do you think Tua can be a guy in the NFL or is he just a guy? We haven't seen it I mean we, we haven't seen it yet he hasn't proved it um, I mean, the big thing coming out of, of, of Alabama was was injuries and issues, staying healthy, and the high ankle sprain, and just some of the things that have come up. Um, you know, he, he hasn't proven that that side, the durability side. Um, but you know, there's just not enough not enough film, not enough experience yet that you can make a decision on a guy like him with, with that natural athletic ability, that natural talent that natural style to be able to play at his best and at the biggest moments like he did in college. Um, you know, he, he hasn't put that on film in the NFL yet. So until he does that um, and can stay healthy, um, he, he's got a lot of proving to do for sure. Carson, thanks again. Appreciate it. Go back to being a dad. Sounds like I took you away from, uh, from dad duty of some sort uh, throughout this conversation. Always. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Right back at you. That's Carson Palmer at Carson Palmer 3 on Instagram, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, the great Carson Palmer. Love that guy, man. Love talking ball with him. What's your takeaway from that conversation, Chris? Well, I got to follow him on Instagram real quick. That was my big takeaway. Uh, Um, Not sold on Tua. At the end there, right? Right. Not sold on Tua. He said if he's a betting man, he might... uh, Going to Bengals. That's what he said. Question is, is will you? It's sneaky good games. Uh, That's a no. A little too many, too much points. Okay. For me. Phone calls and TJ's top five, the highly popular Friday segment. It is time. TJ's big ass grab bag. Never know what's in it. It's always thought provoking. That's coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show and injury updates too. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Kip in Nashville, Tennessee. What's up on your mind today? Kip, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, it's a pleasure to be on with you guys. Thank you. I heard you talking a little bit about uh, the Dolphins, and uh, as a guy who has followed the Dolphins since the Super Bowl years, I feel like I've got a little skin in this game. Two is not the guy. Uh, Alabama system quarterback, uh, and my, my stance on Alabama guys, especially the QB position, is you never really know how good they are because they're surrounded by so much talent. For instance, I mean, I wouldn't have drafted Matt Jones for that very reason unless there was just something really jumping off the film where he's concerned. And I, I think you, you, you know, this was somebody Stephen Ross really wanted. Yeah. Nobody in that, nobody could tell him no. And now, Paying the price for it, literally. Well, I mean, the the talent that was around Tua was around him in London, and he found Jalen Waddle twice. So, you know what I'm saying? And, like, and it, we it, lost the game. No, I know, I know, you lost the game. There was a bad interception by Tua in there as well. It's just like I, I, I can't. I, I'm not ready to wrap my arms around the fact that you can evaluate that he can't be a quarterback in the NFL. The problem for him is, as you look at Justin Herbert. And I know that our boy, and thanks for the call, I know our buddy uh, Mike Lombardi said, uh, I think it was on this show, it's like you can't, as a talent evaluator, go on the sa- a field and see Tua and Herbert on the same field and say, I'll take that Tua kid over Herbert. I mean, Herbert is just standing there tall, and he can run, and he's got a huge arm, and you took the kid who's not that tall. And in the NFL, you go tall over short at the quarterback position, 
10 times out of 10. Drew Brees would tell you, guess what? I'm in the Hall of Fame. Kyler Murray's not that tall. Who cares? Everybody thought that Tua could make plays similar to those guys, and he's yet to do it. He went toe-to-toe with Kyler last year. That was one of the more entertaining games that of, of the 2020 season. Just need to see more of that. We haven't. In the meantime, the Dolphins are thinking that they can still get Deshaun Watson, who, all things being equal, I would cash Tua in for also, to be honest with you. But I, I just think it's, you know, to basically say, I'm going to go get somebody whose availability is maybe not his best ability right now. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Chuck in Chicago, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Chuck? <laughs> Hi there. I have the perfect landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. That is? Pittsburgh. Yeah. They, uh-huh. they need a quarterback. They have a team. And it's probably the most ready situation for him to end up in the Super Bowl. You know, just and I, Chuck. Ideally, you could meet Mr. Brady uh, in a Super Bowl. Sure. So, Chuck. Um, what is the most out-of-character thing that you could do, do you think, in your life? We've just met. I don't know. You don't have to say it out loud. Just think of whatever that most out-of-character thing you've ever done in your, or that would you be for your life. That would be the Steelers trading for, for, for Aaron Rodgers. But is, do they have to trade for him, or is yes. he a free agent? Didn't no, he... he is not like Ro- the, the difference between Rodgers and what Brady did is Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. He is okay. not a free agent. That the the Packers agreed that they would let you know they would they would it, they would not just let him walk, but they agreed that they would um, visit the situation, which is trading him. And that's right. why and that's why you know the Packers are not um, going to trade. Didn't want to trade him last year. Is they wanted the other this year out of him. And I think what everyone is saying. They, they made an agreement that he would be traded last year, and he wasn't. That he went through last year. They, they gave him, he gave him the MVP season, and that's why he wanted to go somewhere else, and they weren't going to accommodate him, and that's where the trust got breached. It appears right. that they have agreed to revisit the situation, and they're going to have, it, someone's going to have to trade for him. Then I can just let him walk. It's not a right. free agent but year. But then for him. Tra- trading him to Pittsburgh, uh, if that could be worked out. Puts him in the other other division or oh yeah no that that would be that would be a destination in the butt that would be a destination and I think still his fans would sign for that in a moment that would be great because and he would love it there thanks for the call I'm sure he would that's what we didn't we say that the other day when they played each other when Big Ben went to Lambeau we're like what would you rather do would you rather finish your career in Green Bay mm-hmm. play 20 years in Green Bay and use that as a benchmark and say by the way. The 16 years that Favre and Bart Starr spent, stayed here, I was here for 20. And, and try and win championships and be one-team, one, uh, one, one guy, and you're a Packers guy from beginning to end. Would you rather do that or force your way out and say, I'll go to Pittsburgh, and, to, you know, and, and everywhere you go, you've got yellow cheese heads and yellow towels? What would you rather have? And try something new, go somewhere else, and play for a guy that's never going anywhere in Tomlin. You got that sort of thing, but you have to learn a new, a new place, new this, new that. You saw Brady w- went through the transition period. That's the most remarkable thing that he won a yeah. championship. Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. I know. And then there's, there's Denver that would accept him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Tough division. Tough yeah. division. Rodgers to the Steelers is something Chris and I have been saying for months. Now. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the most logical destination for immediate success, I believe. But. Okay, 
It's time for TJ's Big Ass Grab Bag. Another Friday, another <laughs> TJ's Top 5. It is now time to see what is in TJ's Big Holler Ass Grab Bag. at your boy. What's up? Ah, yes, indeed. Let's hear that music, Jay. All right, kaboom. <laughs> Guess who stepped in the room? TJ here. Now listen, we had a legendary guest that visited us in the El Segundo Hacienda this week, Larry David. You know, and we were all excited to have LD here. And, yes. and to pay respect to Larry and the television classic that he, along with Jerry, created, I decided to reach deep down into the big-ass grab bag, and I'm presenting you with TJ's top five favorite Seinfeld episodes. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, this I, is epic. Now, always, I mean, this is epic. As always, remember, now, these are TJ's favorites. I'm not saying these are the best episodes of Seinfeld. I'm saying that these five episodes, for one reason or another, resonated with me, and that's how they made TJ's top five. Okay. All right. I'm ready for this. All right. So coming in at number five, okay. I think we've all been here. It's The Stranded from season three. You know, George vowing revenge on the cashier. They think shorted him the $10 in the uh, pharmacy. Do you remember that? And uh, remember, George was a real estate agent at one point, too. Like, whatever happened to that? And then, you know, Jerry, Elaine, and George going to a party way out on Long Island. And then, you know, they had moments like The Signal. Whenever you went out of a situation, tap your head, do something. Have a have a word that uh, that that'll you know, get you out of whatever situation that you're in. And, you know, Elaine dropping that classic line, maybe the dingo ate your baby, you know, that, and we've all been there. People staying at your house a little bit longer than you want them to. I just love this episode. And then Michael Chiklis, who was the dude who owned the house randomly oh. showing up at Jerry's crib unannounced. And then he ordered a lady of the night and didn't pay for her, which caused Jerry to get arrested. And George got arrested for stealing from the pharmacy. I mean, I don't know. There was something about this what episode season, I really loved. That, that was season three, season three. And that comes in at 10. Wow. That Written comes in by at, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld yes. and Matt uh, Goldman. Okay. That comes in at number five. Um, I had to, you know what? I'll tell you about that later. All right. <laughs> episode. Well, number four in TJ's top five. This one, look, we've all been here. We've all experienced this situation, whether it's at a concert, at a ball game, at a mall. If you've driven there, then you can relate, for the most part, to the parking garage. Yeah. <laughs> Season three. Look, all of us at some point have wandered around some type of structure trying to recall where we left this 3,000-pound hunk of metal that we drove there in. And, you know, everything that happens, having to go to the bathroom, Elaine's fish dying, all this stuff. It was one episode that I really looked at Seinfeld and went, this really is a show that we all can relate to because we've all kind of done this before, right? So Larry did, David and Seinfeld wrote that, wrote that episode, one, yeah. too, looking for the car. So I got that at number four in TJ's top five. Now, in number three, yes, I've always been a fan of backward storytelling, you know, Stories that don't always go in a linear sense, you know, inner, you know, just this takes place here and then we jump ahead, then we fall back. Uh -huh. And that's why I have the betrayal from season nine coming in at number three. That's uh, the, the wedding, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the trip yeah, to, yeah, to India to go to yeah. a wedding, which Larry would never do because it's a destination wedding, right? right. And then you got George Timberlands. Timberland George's episode. Timberlands <laughs> that he wore all the time to make himself look taller. He eventually had to spray paint paint black and then you got elaine's weird relationship with sue ellen she didn't like her because she's tall and doesn't wear bras and yet now she's her maid of honor even though she didn't get invited to the wedding and then george finding out that jerry hooked up with his date and yep. thinking that elaine should hook up with him to make up for it and then 
And Elaine sleeping with the groom, Pinter, used to be Peter. Pinter. I mean, and then you have Kramer. <laughs> it's a great episode. You got Kramer and FDR with the wishes. Like, he's wishing death on Kramer. They're pulling out eyebrows and eyelashes. And, you know, it's just another really, really funny episode. Like and, I said. And Kramer's sucking on that giant lollipop that gets bigger in reverse. Written by Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, and Dave Mandel, you know, who's gone on to do Veep and so much yeah. more. Yeah, so Jared, like I said, so you're, I, you're choosing Jerry and Larry sitting down. Coming, that's three. So I mean, they were what great. are your last two? Like I said, I really love those type of stories that kind of, yeah. you know. Good sure. Good so uh, coming in at number two in TJ's top five, I am never doing that again. You want to be the master of your main? Well, then that means you're probably a fan of the contest. I've got that at number two. Many people feel this is the best episode of Seinfeld ever from season four. You know, George getting caught by his mom, Estelle, treating his body like an amusement park, as she said, Uh, which landed her in in the hospital. Right. And then remember, (laughs) 630 bath time next to his mom's bed. He wouldn't go get her food. You know, and Elaine taking aerobics class with JFK Jr. And Jerry with his girl who was a virgin. And then she ends up with JFK Jr. And they all blow it. You know, the Great contest. Episode. And Great then, episode. you know, Great. just that fact that they were able to do a whole episode about a word that they never say in the episode, that's kind of genius. Written me, by man. Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, and a guest on our podcast and the show, Peter Melman. Peter Melman. Peter Melman. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, coming in at number one on my top five Seinfeld episodes, I got to be honest with you. When Seinfeld was on, I wasn't a fan of Seinfeld. I was more into Martin. I was in the, you know, living single. I was in the New York undercover. I didn't really watch Seinfeld. I knew the popular episodes, you know, the puffy shirt, no suit for you. They're real and they're spectacular. But it was October 31st, 2015, after game four of the World Series. The Mets had just lost to the Royals. I'm in New York. I go to my buddy Gerald's house and he's watching this episode. And I'm watching it and Gerald's looking at me like, how do you not find this funny? And I said, you know what? I was never into Seinfeld. Rewind it. I'll watch it. And I watched it. And I just fully immersed myself into it. And I laughed harder. I can't even tell you how, I laughed, how hard I laughed at this. And because of that, this episode is my favorite episode of Seinfeld just because it's the one that got me into it. Okay. And that is The Briss, season five. You know, you've got <laughs> George in the parking spot outside the hospital. You got Kramer and the pig man. George trying to get reimbursed when the jumper crashes through his car as he jumps off the hospital roof. The Moyle, who comes in to perform the mitzvah of The Briss, he's annoyed by the baby crying. The dangerous neighborhood that he had to walk through. Uh, then Elaine sitting her glass on the edge of the table, setting him off, and he's talking about how it could fall and shards of glass could kill you two years later if you stepped on it. Is that what you want? I don't think that's what you want. Is that what you want? Huh? Like the moil was amazing to me, and I laughed incredibly hard at that. And uh, you know, and then Kramer trying to prevent the bris, you know, the moil cutting Jerry's finger, then the two of them getting into a fight at the hospital. It might not be the best episode of Seinfeld, guys, but it's the one. That hooked me and got me into Seinfeld. I went home and I start recording every episode, and I had 168 on my DVR, and that's why the Briss is number one, and that is TJ's top five favorite Seinfeld episodes. Written by Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, and Larry Charles. You nailed pretty much every single one that Larry and and Jerry set. And I wasn't even time. trying to do that either, but that as always, it. looking forward to seeing what everyone else's favorite uh, I, episodes. I, are. My two takes on that's that. First funny. one. That's first funny. First one. Um, is my favorite episode of Seinfeld is um, the Yada Yada episode. Yada Yada, okay. Because it's got Tim Watley in it 
and you know um, Mickey and Kramer fighting over <laughs> anything with Mickey women, was. Yeah, right? <laughs> and Elaine's trying to help her friends adopt a baby, but it's Tim Watley telling Jewish jokes, and he had just converted to Judaism, and Jerry that was is so reason. upset about that, and he goes into a confessional, sits his ass on the kneeling bar, um, and speaks to a priest about this, and he asks him, does this offend you as a Jewish person? He goes, no, it offends me as a comedian. As a comedian. One of the funniest <laughs> lines ever. And then just the whole concept of yada yada, like what, what just taking something that you do, and that's what we did with Larry this past week is just taking an everyday occurrence that you either don't realize is something that could be big or offensive or whatever, or annoying. Like some, some people are yada, 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 just, yada. you can't yada, yada something, you know? So I just love that. That's my favorite episode of Seinfeld. Um, that was written by Larry and Jerry Seinfeld and Peter Melman. And um, the other thing, too, is it's interesting you didn't you weren't into Seinfeld when you watched it when it was first on, mm -hmm. but you discovered it later. Yeah. 2015 was really when I one of my favorite stories of sitting there and doing SportsCenter um, with Stuart Scott, because mm -hmm. I was on SportsCenter from 96 to 03 so on the right back there. end of the finale of Seinfeld and everything on the a zenith of the Seinfeld popularity. So I would lace in the same way that Stuart would lace his SportsCenter highlights with hip-hop lyrics and things that were in his oeuvre and world mm -hmm. and i would be doing from my pop culture world of you know jewish centric humor and stuff <laughs> like that and we meshed together for one big pop culture bash mm -hmm. you know we brought from different walks of life and different ways that we grew up and things like that i would do all sorts of seinfeld jokes yeah and i think it might have been on a particular run where stewart was told you know don't do this don't do the won't you pull back a little bit on what you're 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 doing on the air because a lot of people don't understand your rap lyrics even though a lot of people understood his rap <laughs> lyrics yeah. and he wasn't talking to the audience of the management team that was telling them to pull back a little bit you know and I think, I think it, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> and not just you. He's talking a bunch of white people, yeah. too, you know. Yeah. But it's just, again, it, it, it irritated him. Or he was particularly irritated that night. So I did a Seinfeld reference. Mm -hmm. We go to break. Folks on the floor behind the cameras kind of laughed or whatever. I don't remember what, what line it was. And he just, commercial break, pause. It's just a few seconds of silence. We're in break. And he turns to me. He says, what was that? I'm like, what do you mean, what was that? And he goes, what was that? reference from and i'm like oh that's from seinfeld pause and he goes brothers don't watch Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean this 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 brother didn't so, watch Seinfeld. The, so when you say that you found it in 2015 20, yeah late at the time you were not watching Seinfeld. i was not so my references went straight over your head but stewart's was landing directly where it should yeah and I remember I'd come to work after I really got into it, and I'd be like, hey, man, so I was watching, because I'd start yeah. watching like two episodes a day before I came to work. And I'd come to work, and I'd talk about it. And one guy was like, yeah, I remember that episode when it came out in 96. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. This is old. <laughs> right. Well, the, the <laughs> These only, are old shows. The, the way, and I think, I think there's a Twitter account that, that points out the dated nature of some Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, oh. there's a couple oh, Twitter well, accounts. Well, about that, you know, 
the the episode about being stranded, yeah. for instance. Call an Uber. Now someone would call an Uber, just, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't know? have like, to I'm wait not for waiting Kramer. for you. Like, we're not waiting <laughs> for everybody. Or the fact that, you know, that the pay phone in the Chinese restaurant that George needed to get that pay phone. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. needed to be on a pay phone to get the phone call. Like, now it's just... You need the phone to be clear, too. Like you know, right, exactly. Like, now, now just, you know, hit me on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. We didn't have you know, those Where luxuries. are you? Where are you, you know? You know, and Kramer losing the right. the uh, address, heading out to Long Island, and it blows out the yeah, window. Right. So he's knocking no, he's on different variations exactly. of the house number. But it's still it just it's yeah. it's not even right to say it. It still holds up. It's well, uh, you know, as someone who still amazing, it's still really funny. Wanted to be a writer and has written stuff before. Yeah. That's what it was when I'd sit and I'd start watching these. I mean, I was amazed at how well written and how funny these episodes was. Right. Were, and I couldn't believe. I was like, man, I really missed out watching that just wait till you see these episodes of curb starting sunday night i'm telling you that's that clip that we showed when larry was here the other day (laughs) how funny was that i mean it was just (laughs) as locked in as ever before as ever before oh my gosh so i figured you enjoyed thank you for the great big ass grab bag sir greatly appreciate that uh okay when we come back let's keep this going let's get let's let's keep the roll going Let's keep the roll going. Positive. Let's go, Brockman. Chris Brockman Positive. is going to keep on, on rolling. Come on. Sneaky good games coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This show is available every day. I mean, one of the things we're most proud of here, all of us, in building this show back, you know, from... From uh, what we where we were at uh, in late 2019 and early 2020 and pandemic and everything, 
that was uh, that was our, our previous iteration on Audience Network, and here we are today. Anyway, the reason why I'm bringing all this up is there's many different ways you can see us. You can see us on Peacock. You can listen to us every single day on uh, Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network that's growing. We're nearing in on 40 radio affiliates. We're very excited about that. We had one on January 1. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also um, on, on Sirius XM Channel 211 every day. Odyssey, you can stream us. For, for your ear gate, and then you can also listen to this show on demand on our podcast, Cumulus Podcast Network, every three, every single day, all three hours. So if you want to listen to us every single day, go there. Um, if you can't catch us live, Larry David was here on Wednesday, a brilliant, brilliant appearance by Larry in advance of Curb Your Enthusiasm on Sunday night. So um, if you missed that, there's our YouTube page, YouTube, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. I'm also doing a podcast called Just Getting Started, where I have origin stories about everybody. Um, that's all my guests. I tell them, ask them how they got started, and hopefully you can take something portable from that. And, um, and if you're trying to get started on something, you could use their success potentially as inspiration or what have you. Voices of the NFL has been the season two um, uh, of Just Getting Started. Here's Chris Berman, this week's guest, a snippet from the podcast. You can get on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Here's the story of Chris being hired by ESPN all those years ago. You know, you got a gig in Waterbury and thus that gets you to Hartford. And that, anybody who doesn't know, those are basically the two largest municipalities surrounding Bristol, Connecticut, uh, on the west and the east. So you're kind of circling around Bristol there. And and you found out that there was this startup for 24-7 sports and you love sports. And so you, you, put something in and basically said, hey, get out your rabbit ears and watch, you know, live local late breaking. I'm on. And that's how they discovered you. That's how they they essentially found you. Kind of. Kind of. Um, I think they were looking for anybody that wouldn't embarrass them Um, because my obviously my TV track record was three months. So that's uh, that would be in horse racing terms, a maiden race. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, um, and I, but there I was on the late show, the first year pretty much by myself, but then with Tommy Mees a lot, the guy rest his soul, and and, and, uh, and lo and behold, I got okay at it. Uh, lo and behold, in 1980 or 81, ESPN was in six million homes or whatever the number was. And, and you know the rest of the ESPN story, I don't need to tell it. Um, but so I was 24 with a kind of a, not a foo, but a kind of a late 70s Ron Burgundy mustache. Um, and, uh, hey, they worked in the day, okay? Yes. And uh, and hair, pretty good. Not ridiculous, but good. It's late 70s. And um, I was on TV, and I was here when there were about 75 of us, Rich, 75 A, and... Everybody knew everybody's name, and to, to have a hand in the cornerstone of I'm no more important than anyone else and anyone else that worked in the early 80s that helped put this thing on the map for good, but you know, I'm, because I was on the air, more people know me, and the fact that I'm still here from 24, now I'm 66, come on now. That's a story Disney wouldn't write, right? The great Chris Berman. We also tell yeah, stories about, he tells stories about being on his first, the first draft. I mean, he got created NFL coverage for, yeah. for ESPN. 
He was on the, the front row the entire time. Love Chris Berman. Thrilled that I, uh, I was able to uh, have that chat with him. And just check it all out on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC um, is a good one. Carson Wentz and the Colts taking on the San Francisco 49ers coming off of a bye week, needing to keep pace in that NFC West with the Cardinals. It would be a shock if they're not 7-0 and when that kicks off because the Texans are in town right there and the Rams have the Lions in their house as well. It would be a shock if it's not 7-0 and and 6-1 and in front of San Francisco. That is a huge game Sunday night. 7 Eastern is when it all kicks off on NBC and Peacock. Now then... We go from the Swami to what do we call you, Chris? The Schwam? The 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 Swa? You can't you can't you're the S. Okay. Not that's this a, not this year. No. But hey, I'm coming hey, back. Here we go. I'm coming here back. Here we go. Chris Brockman sneaky good games. Let's get uh, let's get the emeritus voice of NBC on the on the case. Go for it. Here's Chris Brockman with Sneaky Good Games. Contests likely to surprise you with their heretofore undisclosed competitive value. Four and two after you said yes. you didn't want to do it Brockman. anymore. Yes. Let's go. Let's he go, didn't Chris. Anymore, Rick. He didn't want to back. shoot anymore, I had to keep passing him the ball. Dishing him the rock. Let's go. I'm shoot back. Shoot. All right, first up, Kansas City and Tennessee. Huge game. Chiefs 3-13-1 against the spread in their last 17 games. Rich, that's bad. Okay. Defensively, Kansas City, even worse. 27th against the run. 31st in yards per carry against the run. 31st, they've allowed nine rushing touchdowns. They've given up five runs of 20 or more yards this year. Give me the Titans at home, plus four and a half. I think they might win the game outright. Second, going to the desert. I love the Raiders. I love the way they're playing. They were a really good team before the John Gruden stuff, and now it seems like they've all rallied around each other, and they're really playing hard. This should not be a close game against the Eagles. I'll take them, lay the points, and I'm looking at the total Detroit and Los Angeles. Detroit's not good. They're not going to score very much. The Rams will probably score in the 30s, and I like under 50 and a half. So similar to what the Rams just did to the Giants in, in New Jersey. Exactly. We're Very a bo- similar. It's game. a boat race. They score a lot. The other team scores a little, and it's 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 you hitting hitting an under. That's what I'm talking about. But why would you go the under as your last third and final? Since that's what tripped you up last week. That's you just got to keep shooting. No, I'm doubling down on the under here. I just don't understand. I don't understand uh, <laughs> philosophies or whatever. So well, look, if they good. score thirty, if they score five touchdowns. No, I Rich, understand that. And let's say the you Lions get, score. Yeah, Lions score two let, touchdowns. Let them wet their peak a little bit. Two touchdowns. Yeah. Right. You know what that is? That's forty nine. That's under fifty and a oh, half. Okay. Okay, just nobody go for two and you're good. Exactly. Titans to win outright, money line. So the Titans are a home dog against Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Did they not just watch what happened? I, I don't. I mean, the diminisher? In <laughs> game two of the diminisher? It's a lack of respect. It's going to be like the godfather. The second one's better than the first. Lack the diminisher of, two is going to be amazing. Lack of respect for the diminisher, man. <laughs> Here comes the diminisher part two. Just the mission, folks. There we go. All right, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. On Monday, Sean Payton and Bobby Wagner and Peter Schrager and you. See you then.